Hi, thank you for tuning in to another episode of State of the Arts, a podcast where art forms are embraced and artists are celebrated. I'm Lee, your hostess of Ceremonies, and this is episode 116. This week, I'm joined again by Joe Grotto Jr., my music composer husband, who I am currently working with on an indie project. And we're not going to give away any details to this project. It is under wraps right now because we are still in the pre-production phase of it. But we will be discussing it nevertheless. Welcome to my show, honey, again. What's up, what's up? So, let's delve into this. Uh, What type of vibe are we going for on this project? The vibe on this project is going to be hip-hop vibe. I guess you could say urban vibe. Possibly an Indian or Bollywood vibe. So I would use one of those words to describe it, but mainly it's going to be a a hip-hop kind of vibe. I picture the demographic watching it too being possibly in their 20s, maybe 30s. I'd say that's accurate, yes. It's it's just going to be a hip, fun show, and it is a comedy. It's a comedy, and it's going to be based around music. And it's an idea that I came up with, and you helped me develop. And we pitched it to uh, a producer that we met, and they happened to love it. And they thought it was hysterical. And I remember when we first pitched it, you and I loved it, and you and I thought it was hysterical. We were laughing the whole time we were talking about it. But then we both were like, is anyone else going to think this is funny? We were kind of worried if anyone else was going to like it. Um, I think the most exciting thing about it is is the most exciting thing, period, to me in, in life is being creative and um, thinking something, imagining something in your head and then actually like working at creating it and making it a reality. I think that's really exciting. So this project is something that just kind of came to me, you know, it was just one of those crazy ideas that just kind of pops in. I, to be honest, I, I really don't know where it came from. It just it just popped in my head and I just kind of went with it. And you and I were being silly and, and, and we talked about it. And you and I always come up with these these ideas and schemes. And most of the time, nothing ever happens with them. They just become ideas and schemes. But, um, you know, this one is actually going to be produced. It's actually going to be made, which is so exciting, you know. It's one thing to come up with an idea. It's a whole nother thing to, you know, actually create it, like to actually follow it through and, and get it made. You know, people are always like, oh, hey, wouldn't this be great? Or wouldn't that be a great idea if we did this? But like, how many times do people actually get to actually make it a reality? It's gotten so interesting, too, being so hands-on in the pre-productions process. We had a chance to look at some casting footage at different actors vying for this lead role which is very very important for this particular show this whole process is a learning experience for for me for both of us because i've never done any of this before i don't i don't you know i'm i'm still kind of getting into the film world so i don't know a lot of the terminology i don't know the process you know writing a script and coming up with an outline and the production process and then casting calls and auditions and all this stuff. It's, 
it's this has all just been kind of like a new adventure to me. I mean, I got into this because I just wanted to write music for film and TV. Now I'm actually, you know, now I'm actually a part of the process of making it, which is really cool. I think it's all, I think it's kind of necessary to, you know, as a even as a composer to, to to know how the whole process works and 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 we're we're getting our education and the best part about it is that it's just kind of like just happened it's like free we're not paying for anything we're not paying for a class like we're getting real world experience for free just by just because we were in the right place at the right time and that's so wonderful how it all just fell into place like this a lot rides also on getting the lead role for this show properly casted yeah and we've had I think Kevin said over 800 submissions for all the characters. So, you know, it's a it's a very intriguing idea. And I think it's a very attractive story. And a lot of people, just the fact that a lot of people seem interested in it and like it. Like I said before, I was very self-conscious because I was like, oh, I don't know if anyone's going to like this. They're going to think it's stupid. You know, just because we think it's funny. You and I have a very unique kind of quirky sense of humor. Um, but everyone we've told it to pretty much so far has loved the idea. Um, but it's been really exciting working with you, too. Yes, I enjoy working with you together. And we're the yin and the yang. We make such a um, great balance. I'm not very good at lyrics and lyric writing, which is why you and I make such a great balance, because I'm great at the at the music. I'm great at writing and making beats, producing, uh, you know, instrumentals. And I have a bit of a background with hip hop. You know, when I grew up in Brooklyn, I grew up in, you know, Brooklyn and Staten Island listening to hip hop and old school hip hop from the 80s and 90s, 2000s. And I used to DJ. I actually was a pretty big hip hop aficionado when I was a kid. And then later on, I started getting into other music. So I think that definitely has helped me help you take your lyrics and put them to song and we balance each other out because we both complement each other's weaknesses yes absolutely and i feel our relationship strengthening and our bond getting stronger as we work together a couple that plays together stays together mm-hmm. and it feels like play because it's fun yeah, definitely. I always envisioned the music videos in this particular show in my head to be a lot larger than there's an actual budget for, but I guess that's only natural. <laughs> there's ways around that. You know, we could do a green screen and special effects and really just getting creative. I think that huge main number we've been working on, I want elephants. <laughs> Elephants. <laughs> I think uh, I don't think that's going to be possible unless we do a green screen. Well, anyway, this project is a second chance for me because a long, long time ago I wanted to be a professional lyricist. That was my dream. In fact, it was when I was in college, and I thought I had an opportunity when I started interning at um, Major League Baseball and my lyrics were predominantly about baseball 
thought it was my big break. I was going in there cold. I knew nothing about marketing myself. I knew nothing about how to break into the entertainment industry. I knew nothing and I was just winging it. So needless to say, um, things didn't work out. And I just buried that dream and it actually affected me my entire life. And then now this new opportunity comes along and it's just been a very profound experience for me. I know, I've heard your parodies and they're good. You write really good parodies and, and you're good with writing lyrics. So I'm glad that you got a second chance. Thank you. When you're pitching something to a large organization, it's mm -hmm. always going to be a lot more difficult and there's probably going to be more rejection. And um, I like the approach that we're taking with this project. Um, the producer that we're working with, Kevin, I, he's he has some experience with this already. He's done a few projects and he's worked on some films and he worked for Amazon for a while, Amazon Prime. So he knows how difficult it is and how lengthy of a process it is to film and create a short film and then submit it to a film festival. I mean, you and I, you came along with me on a few film, film festivals. We went to like at least four of them over the past year or two. And whenever they did Q and A's, you know, you always heard them say, oh, we filmed this movie. Like what was the one we went to last year? Remember the one in Nyack? It was like the summer of 2022. And some of these films were made like when the pandemic first started in 2020. And they were just being showed like two years later. So Kevin approached that and he's like, you know, let's just film this and make a quick short six episode series and make it a YouTube web series. And the YouTube web series, I think, are a great way to go because we have more control over our content and we don't have to wait to post it and submit to a, a, a festival or an organization. And let's just face it, YouTube, the internet is really where everything is at anyway. So if it gets a lot of views and it gets a lot of attention, we could, you know, get ad revenue, we could get um, you know, larger productions, we could, you know, we could, that, that could be a potential way to get picked up by a larger network too, like Netflix or something like that, rather than filming it, submitting it to the film festival, waiting, you know, it seems to be the old way to do things, um, but I like the way we're doing it, and it could always become a short film too, you know, it could, we could put it all together and make it a short film. So it, it just gives us more flexibility. Obviously, we want to get, you know, picked up by a big network or something, you know, like Netflix or something like that. But um, I think our chances would be better if we control the content and the distribution of it a little. And hats off to you because you're uh, such an invaluable asset. The composer is so important. Uh, as a lyricist, it was always an issue with copyright. If when I wrote a parody, there was a copyright on the music itself, which would be very, very expensive, which was always an obstacle. But now you have original music you can write. We don't have to worry about taking music anywhere else. Right, I mean, it's original and, uh, you know, maybe there's a couple of samples in there that I found that shouldn't be a problem, that are free samples, you know, royalty-free samples. Uh, we would need to really produce the song and make it 
like you know made for mass distribution and then also make sure we own the rights to it but I, it's, it's definitely easier this way than having to um worry about copyrights and royalties and stuff like that if you do a parody yeah so i'm so glad that i'm working with um you know a musician a composer thank you I'm so glad I'm working with a lyricist because, you know, I could write lyrics, I could, I could rhyme, like I can make rhymes, but my biggest, uh, my biggest problem with writing lyrics is, um, making the whole song cohesive. So, you know, you can just sit and write lyrics and make words rhyme, right? But it's really about telling a story. And you do tell a story with music. Even without words, you can still tell a story. But for me, my biggest problem with writing songs and writing lyrics is is making the lyrics in a cohesive story to where it's actually saying something. Where you're not just rhyming with no reason, right? Lyricists put reason to rhyme. And that's that's a weakness of mine. And it's something I could probably develop, but I just don't have the time. Because I'm already doing a hundred other things. Well, that's what I'm here for. Exactly. It's nice to be involved instead of just being a fan. Yeah, well, you're always involved because we live together. And, you know, you see everything I do. And I, I see everything you do. You know, we live in an apartment, so we can't really hide from each other. So, you see firsthand when I'm practicing or studying something or writing something, you see it firsthand. So, you know, you're just always in the front seat of almost anything I create. Well, music was never my strong suit. I tried to learn the piano and I really didn't take to it. But I always was into writing and I was always very strong in writing. I know, I know. You know, it's we all have our own strengths and our own talents. Like, I think a lot of it comes down to accepting your limitations and accepting your weaknesses. Like, people always, you know, some people say, oh, you should, you know, work on developing your weaknesses. But it's like, I, I think the opposite is true. I think you should develop your strengths. Like, for me, you know, this whole composing thing came from me accepting that I don't really like to perform. Like, I'm not like, you know, I, I love music and I love playing piano, I love playing guitar, I love playing music. But then once I started going out and going to jam sessions and playing in bands and stuff like that, I quickly realized, I was like, you know what, I don't like doing this. I don't like playing out in front of, like, I, I play in front of people. It's not that, it's not like stage, it's not like stage fright. That's not what I mean. It's It's more... I don't enjoy performing. I don't get like a high from performing. And I don't like, you know, lugging my equipment around and having to go to loud bars and all this other crap that you have to deal with to be a gigging musician. And that's what I realized, hey, maybe I should be more in the studio. Maybe I should write music, you know? I love movies and I love TV. 
and I love music, so why don't I put it all together? And it's really just kind of accepting your talents and accepting who you are, which I think a lot of times is hard for people to just kind of like, it's a hard pill to swallow. You know, you're kind of like, all right, I have to kind of swallow my ego and just be like, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, a performing, you know, I'm not going to be Billy Joel playing out of, you know, Shea Stadium or something. That's the Madison Square Garden or wherever he plays. That's not me. So it's like accepting who you are, accepting your role, accepting who you are, accepting, you know, where you belong, accepting your place. And just like with you, Major League Baseball may have not been your place. And being a, a professional, famous parody writer may have not been your place. But now you're getting a chance to use your talents for something else. Yeah. I guess there's only one throne and Weird Al will forever sit in it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I love the team that we work with. They're very flexible. They're easy to work with. Uh, very open to ideas. Yes, they are. They are. And I've, I've never met any of them in person yet. <laughs> Nor have I. <laughs> we still haven't met them in person, but um, they're all really cool people. And like you said, they're very flexible. And it seems like, it seems like they're, they're doing everything possible to go with, like, my original vision for this. Like, whenever I make suggestions, like, maybe, like, all the ideas you and I first came up with before they got a screenwriter to start writing the script, it seems, and then, like, you know, everyone else put their two cents in, Kevin put his two cents in, Lou put his two cents in. And then when the, when, the, when the writer ended up writing the script, it turns out that she went with most of our ideas, you know, because they were good ideas. So I love that they're trying their best to, um, to maintain the original vision for this, because I think that's actually the best way to go. And I actually had an actor, you know, somebody that I talked to that's, that is in the, that's been doing film for a while said, you want to try your best to go with the original vision for whatever idea you have to try to go with that original, that genesis of the idea that you come up with, like that first original vision, because what happens is you start changing it and then other people get involved and everyone puts their opinion in and their two cents. Oh, maybe you should do this instead. Maybe you should do that. You know, you know, some certain changes like names of the characters and things like that may have been changed. But I think, you know, the original idea is is at at the essence still the same and I think that's important because you know there's magic there you know there's magic with that that idea like where do ideas come from you know like where do they come from they just they just it's just like spontaneous creation it just comes from our minds you know like where do they come from you ever think about that they're almost like dreams. They come out of nowhere. Yeah, like an idea just comes from, from like, I have no idea where this idea came from. I really don't. I have absolutely no clue where it came from. It's, it doesn't, I don't think it came from something that I knew. I just, I, I have no idea. I honestly don't. It came out of a joke. <laughs> yeah, it came out of just being silly and acting funny. and But then it, like, you know... It, it it actually started sounding good. It started sounding like, wow, I can actually picture this as a TV show. 
and then we just kind of went with it. How fascinating this journey has been, and it's only gotten started. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited because I have no idea where this is going. I honestly don't. It's like, you want to talk about, like, not knowing the future, and you want to talk about living in the moment, this is the definition of it. This is the this is the definition. I mean, it can go any. It can go uh, only a number of ways. Um, it could fail, <laughs> or it could be a huge success, or it could just be a, a moderate success. I mean, tried my best not to think about where it's going. I've just tried my best to just kind of enjoy the process. Try to try to do my best to make it work, to make it as good as it can be, and just let it. Let it take me somewhere. Let it lead me, you know, because that's essentially that's where it's going now. Now it's like, you know, yeah, we're all in charge. We're all responsible for making it happen. But the reality is like at some point, the idea takes a life of its own. And so does the whole process. And right now, I'd like to mention the actor who we think will most likely get the role. There was this one actor in his audition video practically said the catchphrase of the main character. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was this one guy that we, that, that it was just like, you know, you just know it. Like when you see the right, and I, I guess a lot of producers and filmmakers go through this. Like when you're looking to cast um, a role for a character that you created or somebody else created, you're going through all these different actors and at some point, someone just like, they just like, that's it. Like, you just know it, you know? Like, you just know it. It's like, it's like a gut instinct, you know? I'm sure on Seinfeld, as soon as they, um, as soon as Jason Alexander auditioned for George, it was just like, yeah, th this is the guy. Like, that's it. And then to me, that, I still think that guy's gonna be it. Because I saw that and I was like, this is the guy. <laughs> Unless somebody else comes in with this amazing audition that's like hysterical and this guy's perfect. I, I think he's going to be the main character. Um, it's just, it was ironic. Yeah, it was ironic that he, he happened to actually say something that is one of the main phrases of the song that we wrote. And he had the energy, he had the presence, the persona, I would say, of the main character. Mm -hmm. He was the right ethnicity. He was just mm -hmm. the ethnicity of the character we're looking for. He was Indian. Indian American, like, you know, he had, you know, he's short, kind of energetic, like, it was just exactly, it's exactly the kind of person we're looking for to fit the character, and to be honest, I, I really had no vision for who the character was, like, I, I knew the story and who the character is, but I couldn't really picture, sometimes you can, I think sometimes you can picture the character, and I think sometimes maybe you can't, you know, sometimes when the actor comes that plays it, it's only until then that you could actually picture the character. Like that character is that person. And it's gravitating towards um, an Indian flavor, which means you're going to be writing Indian music. Again, not planned. <laughs> <laughs> Unexpected, unprepared. <laughs> Should be fun. Yeah. Very exciting. <laughs> yes, very exciting. <laughs> and uh, we are working on another project together, although that is very slow going right now. <laughs> yeah, well, we have several kind of small projects going. It's This is your project. 
Right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's our project. Uh, Predominantly mine. Yeah, let's what I what I giving up on it, and <laughs> you know, just because it's in a little bit of a lull doesn't mean. Look, a lot of times people come up with uh, stories and they don't end up actually producing it until years after. Some of the music I have music that I wrote, ideas I came up with years ago, that I didn't develop until like years after. So, you know, don't, you know, it's all right. It's taking a little longer than you expected to, to, to do it, but it's going to require, think of it this way, until then, until we met this, uh, this production team, we didn't have the means to produce it ourselves. Now we could actually make it into a, a short, a short film if we wanted to, but it was originally supposed to be a scripted podcast for this podcast that we're currently talking on right now. And it still can be. Um, I'm not sure what would be easier, but I wouldn't forget about it and I wouldn't disregard it. It's not going anywhere. And the story is finished. Pretty much most of the music is finished that I did. So I'd say it's half, it's half done already. We just need a cast. We have a director in the Bronx. <laughs> we just need, well, we need a cast, but we need to be able to get everybody in the same place at one time, which seems to be the most difficult part, is getting everybody in one place at once. The production part might be a little challenging, too, and that's probably going to fall on me, because uh, I'm the, the engineer here, but I, I think the biggest um, hurdle is getting the whole cast in one place at the same time. If we were to make a new indie film, it would be very expensive. It's beyond a period piece because it's several periods represented. It's a time travel story. Yeah, it might, it'll probably be more difficult than the project we're doing now because um, we're going to have to uh, worry about different um costumes and wardrobe and set design that's probably going to be the hardest part but hey you know we could we could you know go into you know go into Williamsburg and find some vintage clothing shops and try to find some old clothes <laughs> you know maybe for cheap and uh maybe come up with some you know look if you're thrifty enough and you're resourceful enough who knows what you can accomplish but if it's a good story look at it this way if the project we're doing now becomes a success and even if it makes some money maybe we can use that for the next production and that's how production companies are started you know you make one production it if it makes some money then you could take that money just like a business you take that money and you reinvest it back into the business so you can use that money to spend on you know wardrobe set design and use that for the next project and i'm sure if you pitch the idea to the production team that we're working with, they would find it interesting. Yeah, you're right. They would. Um, it seems they like all our ideas. <laughs> yeah, and if we, you know, if we do end up making it a, a scripted podcast, then at least now we have something to show them, rather than just showing them the script and the music. We can just say, "Hey, this is the." you know they'll actually listen to the to the podcast themselves and then they know at least what what they're working with 
So, you know, we could work on both projects at the same time. <laughs> Let me put the coffee pot up. I'm going to need it. Oh. <laughs> All right. So we got to get to work tonight. So I have to close up this episode so we get back to what we've been doing. Uh, I want to thank everyone for joining. Is there anything you'd like to say before we sign off? Um, I'd like to say um, please continue listening to this podcast. It's going to only continue to grow and develop and possibly uh, transform. And I think that there's a lot of value here between the two of us. And pay attention because we're going to do some interesting things. Yes, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of State of the Arts. I encourage all of you to stay positive, stay safe, and stay true to your dreams. Take care, everyone. Peace.